LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel Center ministry every week. Now, the tennis is about to start. But I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the uh, India-Australia series and the momentousness of that Gabba test. Uh, are you, have you recovered, Derek? Oh, it's still a little bit raw. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, look, India, no one, look, the, to be honest, of the eight people who listen to the podcast, 75% don't care about cricket. But to the two who do, India are amazing. They just play brilliantly. So uh, it was a great, yeah, there is lots of, we could, anal- we could have a whole episode on this, but we won't. Now, the one thing is brought to you with thanks to the Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. And over the past 10 years, under God, we have helped over 100 churches uh, launch in Australia. And we're aiming for 200 more by 2030. So if you want to get assessed, uh, if you want to uh, check out how you might church plant as a church, jump on genevapush.com. And there'll be loads of resources you can connect with or connect with Derek Hanna at, uh, at Geneva Push. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Measure What Matters. Now, uh, Derek, there's, there's two angles to this conversation. There's the angle of sort of what are we measuring in church? And the other side of the coin is how am I measuring whether I'm doing the right and the most useful thing? So... If you're leading a church, there's a there's a common biblical vision for everyone. We want to see people come to know Jesus. We want to see people grow to be more like him. But the discussion today is really trying to get to the heart of, well, how do we actually identify, take ownership of those things that we're responsible for, and then uh, help drive towards seeing those outcomes and help our teams drive towards those outcomes as well? Yeah, and that's oh, brilliantly put. That's exactly where I'm driving because that, that, it is a tricky thing to work out what what should I be measuring in church? And we've, we've got a few resources that we've discussed in other episodes around that, uh, like building dashboards or how do you measure things which are intangible often and what do you do for that? And this episode um, is not about that. You know, we'll, in the toolbox, we'll that. point to some of those resources. You know, there's a million ways you can you can record things and you want to constantly be thinking about what you're measuring and, and trying to get as much data as you can on that as possible. Yeah, this this is really pushing into and the, the great illustration which I've I've heard a number of people use is often within church and business and and lots of aspects of life, um, we we draw a target somewhere, so we set the goal, uh, what we want to measure. You fire the arrow and then you pick your target up and you move it around your arrow, <laughs> um, and so you think, oh, there you go, I got it. Um, but what we you know. That wasn't what we set out to do, um, and we, we're kidding ourselves. They, we're not usually that blatant, but that that idea of how is it that I actually know that I'm driving towards where I've set my target to be, um, not so that I can beat myself up or take pride in it, but so that if I have this mission of maturing the saints and reaching the lost, I'm moving towards that, and I take responsibility for it. What, is, what are some ways in which will help me do that? That's really discussion. So one of the tools and one of the books that you've been uh, recommending to people at foundations and, and recommending to planters uh, and actually using internally within our team as well and really helping us uh, get on top of this as a team as well is, is OKRs and, and a book uh, called Measure What 
matters. Yeah, and I would acknowledge there's lots of tools around like this. Like lots of people use SMART goals. In fact, in our gospel coach training, we use SMART goals because SMART goals can be quite helpful for an individual setting, you know, a target. One of the reasons I like OKRs and I've I've moved, uh, you know, team for Geneva and, um, you know, with you as well for Reach across to OKRs is because, well, a number of things. One, it, it's not over-engineered. Um, so they're not... Uh, they're not long, complicated statements um, that are trying to measure every single detail of life. They're like guardrails. Uh, they're not chains holding you down, and you can move them. Um, but secondly, they're easy to read and understand. When you actually create your these OKRs, which are objective and key results, is what OKR stands for. When you create them, they're easy to read. Anyone can pick them up and understand what it is within whatever time frame you've decided you you are intending to do, and what you're do, how you're going to measure that. You're intending to get there so they're easy to read and understand thirdly they help me focus my time so if i set them for a quarter um, they help me decide week by week and month by month what am i going to do and lastly um, uh, they help me uh, shape those around them the priorities of those people i might be leading the teams i might have so that we together know where we're driving we're not all heading off in different directions but we know where we're driving, we're on the same page. So look, there, those are some of the reasons that I, I quite like OKRs. I know so so that's, the, that's the why, that's the why of, uh, of, of OKRs and, and why you might want to jump into this book and start thinking about how, you know, your current practice of, uh, of leading your team and, and getting on top of your goals. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And look, there's a, there's a great, in the book, there's a great quote by a guy named Andy Grove and you can look the book up and look Andy Grove up. Um, but he has this quote, he says, the art of management, and look, a lot of uh, leading teams is this idea of management, whatever word you want to insert there. The art of management lies in the capacity to select from the many activities of seemingly comparable significance, the one or two or three that provide leverage well beyond the others and concentrate on them. Pastoral ministry, it, there is just an endless supply of things, good things that you could be doing endless supply of them. But if you are going to lead, then you do need to work out what are the biggest levers I can pull for the greatest impact for where we're going. And then you need to decide how is it that I make sure I keep driving towards that. And that's what OKRs are doing. Yep. So last year during the relaunch conference, we we did a great little resource just, you know, talking about cost and impact. And that that's a helpful way to sort of put the 10 things on the board and then actually narrow it down uh, to two or three things they're going to be focusing on uh, for this year or, or for this quarter as well. Uh, and, and it's a great tool to do with within and amongst your team as well to actually get buy-in from them, you know. So, you know, you as a team leader might, might come with your three things in your head. But, you know, as you do this exercise, there's an opportunity to actually get the team thinking into that and, and then working out collectively what it is you're going to be focusing on. So, so Derek, um, how do they work? What You talk about objectives and key results. What's an objective? What's a key result? So the objective is what I want to see. That's that's really where I'm driving with this. What I, what I want to see. It's the it's a kind of big picture why. So let me give you an example. So normally, if you if you look at OKRs, and we'll put a link on to Google, have a whole section on OKRs because they use them, and they've got this great little course on that you can look through them for examples as well. But if I was going to give you an example of an OK, of an objective in a church environment, it might be that our strategic priority for the year is to see um, uh, adults spend more time in the Bible by themselves. 
um, as well as with other people, but that personal kind of Bible reading and prayer. And so my objective in first quarter might be this, the high level big picture one might be for the first quarter, first three months, we want to deepen and equip the time individuals spend in the Bible each week. That's our first quarter goal. Now, the way in which I'm going to measure that, I just break down. That's a, now, anyone can understand that sentence. They pick that up. They can see what we're trying to do. The, the challenge here, I suppose, is breaking down the key results. How will we measure that? That's what key results are. How am I going to measure the objective that I've just set before myself? Now, uh, let me give you a few examples of how we might do that. First uh, key result might be, I want to source or develop weekly personal Bible reading material for term one. That's the first thing I need to do. Quite a clear uh, key result. I'm going to source or develop personal material Bible reading. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to create two types of delivery methods for that material. It might be that I provide digital and might be that I print it out as well. Two avenues uh, in order to get this in people's hands and get them doing it. Thirdly, I want to communicate the goal and opportunity for people to be engaged uh, so that 90% of the church know what's happening. And so I actually want to raise the profile of what we're trying to do, not just create material, not just source material. I want to let the whole church know. Now, you can measure that, that, that right there, all these three things I've got so far, I've got one more, those three things, you can see how you can measure it. Like at the end of the term, you could do a quick survey to people saying, did you know, could you just write what we're trying to do? Or here's a, here's a questionnaire, here's three options, which one do you think we were trying to do with it? You can see whether you communicated clearly and how many people knew. Now, because there's no point in sourcing material, creating two delivery methods and no one knowing about it. Because if you don't get those that knowing about it piece, there's no way you can get the fourth one, which is we want to see 50% of people of the church engaged in this project. That is deeper in the word in their own individual lives throughout the term. Now, again, you can measure that. You can survey people at the end to say, you know, did you use the material? You can see how many downloads there were. Now, it's not so you feel good or bad about yourself, but it is so you know you're driving towards a goal. That's how key results work. The big picture, I want to equip and deepen the individuals to spend time in the Bible. How am I going to do that? I don't want to get to the end of term, just move the target and say, yeah, I got some good feedback about that and we're all feeling good. No, I want to know I'm driving there, which means I, I spend time thinking through what are the key results, what are the key things I need to do and measure to get to that point. So that's, that's really helpful. Let me, let me just sort of clarify objectives. What do I want to see? It's that big picture, uh, you know, keep it a broad, you know, broad outcome, key results. How am I going to measure that? So, you know, three or four uh, measurable outcomes that you're going to see in that quarter. Now, I guess just a couple of questions. Why do it on the quarter? Why not just have uh, goals for, for the whole year? You know, why, why can't those, like, that seems a lot. Why don't I just do those four things just for the 12 months? Why, why are you getting me to do it just in this quarter? Well, I, he, here's my argument. Here's my argument. Because you don't eat a steak in one bite. That's not how you eat steak. Like, I do, I have three boys, and they will often try to just shove as much in their mouth as they can. And what happens is they, it either comes back out and the dog enjoys it after that, or it gets stuck in their throat. Look, that's just not how we operate, I don't think. I think you've got to work out how you break things down into manageable uh, cycles or pieces. Now, I'm not saying you have to do three months. You might do two, you might do one. We find quarterly works for us because we want the OKRs to be big enough um, they are a chunk, but not so big that we can't do them. But we just work in those quarters. So look, three months for, for us helps um, it be a manageable size from the yearly strategic priorities. D 
down to a, a sizable chunk where we can really dig into things. That's that's the only reason for three months for us. That's how it works. So they're all really good reasons to be doing this. Can you just give us sort of what are, what are some of the things you've found hard in sort of rolling out and implementing OKRs? Yeah, I one of the one of the hard things has been, I think, um, the cycle of getting these things. Yeah, us being disciplined enough in getting the OKRs done and agreed on in a whole team environment. Like you've been walking with me on this journey. The last two years I've been banging on about this stuff and we've been talking about it. It's really hard to change the habit of, yes, we have always come up with strategic priorities as a team. We've always done that since I've been around. Um, So we kind of know the big goals, um, but it's the next step of saying, actually, other things that we are doing week by week and quarter by quarter driving towards that. And are we all on the same page? Are we all agreed? Are we, are we pulling together or pulling apart? So getting a cycle where we say, you know, two weeks before the quarter ends, we're coming up with the OKRs for the next quarter. Um, and then we do the same at the end of the, the quarter, we review the OKRs as well. So connecting your goals to, to strategic priorities has been a challenge in how we operate and how we think and work. It takes a while to get your head around OKRs as well. You've got to do it a few times and that's okay. You just got to work out how to keep uh, many, you know, whittling away and how things, but the, the beauty of OKRs, I think what we're seeing is we are starting to not as individuals just have clarity, but as a whole team have clarity about what we're doing each quarter. Now you don't have to have paid staff to do this. This is not about paid staff or not. This is about different teams working out, well, what are we going to do? You know, we are the growth group uh, leaders team for this year. We're the the leading growth groups across the church. You know, what is it that we want to do and see this year, perhaps? Um, So having all those people on the same page and moving forward, you can do it for any kind of team you've got in church. But what I think, OKRs or some equivalent, if you find a better one, in a team environment, they work to bring people on the same page in manageable chunks around the bigger goals that you are driving towards as church instead of people running off doing what may be good things but which may not pull the greatest levers for growth and evangelism in your church and and i find actually the problem <laughs> the problem is not the team running off and doing their own thing is often me running off you know so for me they they've been really useful in just getting that focus uh and you know deliberately going okay here's what we we set out to achieve in terms of our big overall you know prior priorities for the year ahead and here's how I'm breaking them down for the next quarter. And I want to keep going back to that, you know, what do we say we wanted to achieve this year? You know, again, asking the question, is that the most, you know, strategic thing to be doing? But they just force, they force that regular reflection and they force you to um, to make sure that you're actually working on the main thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've found, as we've, we've worked on this as a team as well, one of the things we all have kept saying is, these are, these are not performance review things. Uh, these are not rods for the back. We do want to just keep asking that question, are we doing what we what we have set out to do? Because we know what we want to do. Like in Geneva, I know we keep plugging the podcast, 200 churches in the next 10 years. That's what we want to see. And so there are lots of good things that we could do out there. And you and I, I, you know, I feel like we come up with a different idea every day about something we could do. And what this does is say to us, no, just hold on a moment, assess whether that decision will drive towards where we want. That's what OKRs do. And that's what I... I, I do keep banging into that because I have a tendency to stray. Excellent. Well, Derek, that's really helpful. What's the one thing you want to say about measuring what matters? 
what we are doing in leading churches is so hugely important. It has eternal consequences. So what I want to say to people is, let's shape deliberately what we do throughout the week, throughout the quarter, throughout the year around that. And I think this is a helpful tool for them. Yeah, the aha moment for me today, as, as I hear you reflect on this, is that it, it, it does take time. You know, this has been a two-year journey. And, and, I, and I don't think we're, na- you know, I don't think we're nailing it. I know you'd say we're not nailing it. Uh, and, and management is hard work as well. It's a, it's a skill. It's a competency. So, so keep, you know, I think as church leaders and as churches, you want to keep growing in this space uh, so that, uh, you know, as, as Derek says, uh, so that we can actually uh, see that big outcome of more and more people uh, following Jesus and growing to be like Jesus in our churches. All right, Scott, what have you got for us in the toolbox today? Well, obviously, check out the book, um, Measure What Matters. We'll provide a link uh, to Amazon in the show notes. Uh, There's some Google material that Derek mentioned as well, another link uh, to that, the Rework website. Uh, And then if you are wanting to press into, well, what do I measure in church? Then you've got to go back into the history books, back to episode 14. I don't even, I think we, you know, we're recording that on, um, I don't know what we're recording that on, but check out episode 14 on ministry dashboards and also uh, another resource in the uh, Geneva Push uh, resource library, knowing what to measure and why. So Tim Clemens from Grace City and Andrew Mitchell from EV Church, a a great uh, resource workshop from one of our conferences to dig into. Excellent. Well, that's all from us today. I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.